It's the first official podcast in this year, 2017. 2016 was a landmark year. Why? Because we debuted the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon podcast. Where do we go in year number two? Well, That's f- when we end it. <laughs> yeah. The first thing we're going to talk about is the year 2016 in review because it's January. So it's a great time to look back at the year that was. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about the year that hopefully will be and what we want to see from some big titles coming out across all the platforms we love to discuss, which in case you forgot is mostly movies, TV shows, games, and occasional comic reference or two here or there. But those are our three core. And we're coming to you live from the kitchen slash dine room area of a guy who couldn't even cook Jello properly. Say hi to my best friend, Brandon Joel. Hello, and he's not lying. I actually just screwed up Jello. <laughs> it tasted. You so- don't even cook Jello. No, you don't. You literally add water to a powder. Yeah, but see, here's where I screwed up because I added the boiling water as yeah. specified. And yet, <laughs> and I just I didn't keep reading where it was like, and now add one more cup of cold water. Well, apparently, when you do that, it gets really it's solidified. Weird. Yeah, and it gets a weird when you film don't have that it. second cup of water. Yeah, it tastes good. And you put it in a baking tray, so it was super thin instead of like a bowl yeah. to actually like dig your spoon into. We're yeah. just like skimming it instead. We had to use a, a spatula. Weird. When do you? When's the last time you use Jello? With a spatula, or a spatula with jello. If you're asking me, about two minutes ago. Well, yeah, but assuming everything's normal and fine and well in the land I d- of comprehension. Then I don't remember the last time. Anyways, it's our first podcast, like I said, here in this year, 2017. Hope your new year is off to a good start. Let's stop calling it the new year. It's already mid-January. Uh, thanks for checking. It's still pretty new. Yeah, uh, we're 124th of the way there. Is that scientifically accurate? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Good stat. You... You are it was right. pretty easy since we're halfway through one month and there's twelve months. It's you, yeah. You have the right to wear glasses when you're pulling down Thank stats you. like that. Yeah. What's up? I'm Brandon Green. <laughs> Together we're best friends, and we're here to talk yeah. to you about geek culture, like we already said. So we're gonna stray a little bit from our conventional format, if you will, a little bit of our uh, itinerary. We're just gonna break away from it, and we're gonna break down all of our. We're gonna integrate all of our core interests into kind of just. A year in review, some disappointments, some surprises, best of this, best of that. It doesn't always have to be specific to just a video game, a TV show, or a movie, or it might. And then, like I said, we're going to look forward to what we hope 2017, a year in geek culture, will be with all these big titles on the horizon. Not Horizon Zero Dawn. Dawn. Uh, Thank you. And normally, about this time, we like to let you know who's making our show possible, but instead, we want to look back at some of the best fake sponsors who made all of last year's recordings possible. Brandon, would you like to start things off? Oh, so we're going to just uh, uh, like mention a couple of our favorite fake sponsors. A 2016 year in review in the best of our fake sponsors, of which there are many, but we've narrowed down to a select few. One of the ones that just I, comes up that I think of is is one of the recent ones that we just did. Please. Which was the AAAA. Standing for the which? Anti-Acronym Association of America. So valuable to the American people. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I thought that was clever. The AAAA. Yeah, it, this is a little time where we're taking a moment to pat ourselves on the back. Well, I agree with you, and they are very valuable to our ongoing recordings. Uh, how about Jean-Claude Van Damme's ban on damn vans for Van Damme fans? Yes. Not easy to say, but fun. You just did it well. Thank you. I have the, the IQ of a, uh, a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan, so it was easy for me, obviously. <laughs> Not fun, or not hard, not easy to say. Hard to say is another way of saying that, but fun to say. In case you didn't get that, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> In case you didn't get it, Van on damn vans 
for Van Dam fans. And what was that all about? It again? was literally a, it was um, an organization in support of banning vans, vans on dams on dams while We're... Van Dam fans are present. <laughs> it's stupid. I hate you, <laughs> but I love you. Um. What about uh, going back to, I think, one of our first or second podcasts, Albacore. Oh, that was our remember very that? first fake sponsor on yeah. our very first episode. Yeah, the Do you remember workout why tape by we... Jessica Alba. Yeah. If you want to get a midsection like Jessica Alba, you look for Albacore. Albacore. I think they're up to like volume three now. Nice. Yeah. My favorite one's called the clamshell. <laughs> it's one of the really tummy tightening Come exercises. Um, <laughs> clams. Uh, <laughs> clams. Yeah, right on. High school. <laughs> Anyways. Actually, if you'll recall, what was the catalyst for us getting together and be like, dude, we felt so passionate about this thing that we might mention later. We This is the call to action to put a podcast together. Do you remember what it was? I remember... Our first like real topic that we got into. Oh, our first real topic? No. Um, That's okay. I don't remember. But back on that premiere episode, that was our fake sponsor. It was Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yeah. Dawn of Injustice. Oh, man. As it might have been. But we'll potentially get more into that in just a moment. And a couple others, just to wrap things up here, we don't want to gloat on too long. How about DiGiorno Delivery? It's not DiGiorno, it's DiGiorno Delivery. It's not delivery, it's... it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Ah, crap, I messed up our own. <laughs> I messed up their line and us mocking their line. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno Delivery. Exactly right. So if you want to get DiGiorno delivered to you, and that way it's kind of neither, but it's also both at the same time, yeah. check what about, out DiGiorno Delivery. Do you, speaking of tongue twisters yeah please you got um, one more to add or something remember uh, bub rubs oh man okay bub rubs bum rubbing rump roast rub do i what was that called again bub rubs bum rubbing rump roast rub yeah when you want that woo woo uh, on your meats yeah yeah <laughs> with that woo woo do you think little sis was invited to the uh i hope his, so his cookouts I, of course yeah she's family have you honestly noticed and i'm not trying to sound like racist too much. <laughs> Whenever you start a sentence with, I'm not trying to sound racist, but that no, means you're going to say something that if sounds you have, racist. If you have ever been invited to uh, an African-American family's barbecue, no. they don't call them barbecues. They're always cookouts. Guarantee you. Okay. Well, I can't guarantee you, but more often than not. Remember okay. our friend Dennis we used to do judo with? Yes. He would have cookouts all the time. Never barbecues, cookouts. And that guy was a grill master. I wonder if he knew about Bub Rub's Bum Rubbing Rump Roast Rub. I wonder. I hope so. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that. Thank you to all the 2016 fake sponsors. We look forward to another year in fake sponsorship, but not before we pay tribute to that, which was. Thank you. Eloquently stated, I know. So I figured we're going to crack this egg open. We're going to look at 2016 as the way we saw it individually and collectively, and then talk about uh, 2017. So let's get the negative stuff out of the way first. Let's... Instead of okay. going positive and then ending on negative, let's get the negative stuff out of the way. Bad news first, and that way the good news will seem even better by comparison. Let's talk about the biggest disappointments of 2016. For me, lots of things came to mind. Only one thing really stuck, like nailed the bullseye when I was throwing the darts on the board, so to speak. First of all, how about the Walking Dead Season 6 finale? With who did Negan kill fade to black and right. gory red? We obviously spent a lot of time talking about that. And I felt like they tried to redeem themselves with the premiere of season seven, but still that. And it was a decent premiere. It was a but was shitty it... premiere in a way, like where yeah. nobody really wanted to see what had happened. But it the, was the satisfying in the sense of they came back strong, but... God, downhill from there after that. But do you remember literally just feeling so pissed and robbed? Like, I think I'm done with this show. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was one of the most 
uh, out of all of our friends, I feel like I had one of the strongest negative attitudes towards The Walking Dead after that. I just felt like what the producers did was just kind of screw over their fans and really not give them what was promised and what they wanted. Oh, completely um, feel misled up to that point. And you remember that moment when we like, I think we paused at some point or we were coming back from the last commercial break and then we realized there's only like three minutes left. They're like, they're not going to tell us. Yeah. Like, they better wrap this up. No, they didn't. They didn't. I still remember disliking the finale more than I liked the premiere. So it was still more no, negative yeah. towards season Well, and season then every other episode end. after that was pretty shit. Yeah. Well, for, so, for the most part. We still haven't seen how this, that strong of an episode right. for the rest of the season. Now, is that one of your? Is that your biggest, or is that just no? It's just one some, of, a, a talking point. Okay. Like, I, you know, I, I want to do like a little. I mean, that's that's one of my that's one of my biggest. But I would absolutely say, if we we're just to start it off, like, what's your biggest disappointment? It's Batman v Superman. It's got to be Suicide Squad was close. It was not it was close. as disappointing. No, but but Suicide Squad, if you take yourself out of kind of the critical thinking aspect of it and just see it for what it is as a fun bang bang shoot 'em up shitty movie you know really like you're not going to see a well-written movie it was okay it wasn't good by any means and it was edited together and the story was put together incoherent just incoherently but nothing was as bad as batman v Superman. and you know what the different one of the main differences between the two just as far as presentation i know Mm -hmm. they're different stories although they kind of tie together to the larger dc thing i think the sin that uh batman vs superman uh, committed that stands out the most to me is it took itself so damn seriously. Right, you had one, maybe two minor little jokes in there, but it was it seemed out of place by the, that point. And it just didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. Was it a Batman sequel? Was it a see? I don't Donna think that Justice was prequel. Like what? I agree with you 100, percent but I don't think that was the biggest glaring problem of that movie. I think the biggest problem was that they could not figure out a way to make Batman and Superman fight with a legitimate reason while still having Superman die. And then if you're going to have Superman die, he has to die by Doomsday. So they put Doomsday in there. But then they wanted Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is one of the best uh, villains in that whole universe. So they were like, okay, he should be our villain. Oh, and then they threw Wonder Woman in there. No for reason. For no reason whatsoever. For email purposes? What? And so they they tried to just shoehorn too much yeah. into one story. And the result is this oddly edited story all in one two and a half hour movie that just didn't work to me it felt like i was watching the finished product of studio execs and a director fighting and that's what made it on screen was like literally you could tell that they had different versions of the movie and you're not sure which one won out or if either one did yeah i don't know Um, It, it did not i mean that's that's one of those ways that a viewer can often forgive a director for such a bad movie as they kind of go, oh, well, I have a feeling that the director couldn't do what he wanted to really do because the studio held him back. Look at um, the new Fantastic Four, right? And that one would have made this list had that come out in 2016. Sure. I think it was but, late 2015. Yeah, I think you're right. But the, the, the point I'm making is that everyone knows that that movie went really wrong because of that whole relationship between the director saying, I'm not able to make the movie I want to make and the studio, you know, basically telling him this is how we need this movie to go. And and then, of course, it was a mess. But I feel like in yeah. Batman v Superman, Zack Snyder says, this is the movie I wanted to make. He never, 
there was never any news about there being this issue between him and the studio. So I really, yeah, truly feel like true. it that's was the director that screwed this one up and wh- whatever writers did that movie. So another thing, to, and I agree with you, that uh, like if we were each coming to the podium saying this is my biggest disappointment for 2016, that for sure is you it. It's yours too? Okay. Uh, I think another one just worth mentioning before we move on, because I, I don't want to spend too much time uh, getting negative, but X-Men Apocalypse? Come on. Oh, that was bad. It was boring. And it was just oh, like we thought. It had so much potential. You're going to bring in Apocalypse, and you're going to- He was a dud. And you're going to make him some lifeless- small literally physically a small uh yeah. villain with with powers that don't really make sense yeah exactly very inconsistent there and and his four horsemen which are from the comics weren't horsemen at all they weren't the same characters from any of the horsemen well right. some of them were but most of them were like just random ones thrown in there that they were like and oh, it's just like to get him on the screen nice to show psylocke in there and yeah how about if she served about, a purpose yeah and it's like i get it but once again it feels like they just tried to put too much into one movies i think you would what was it what was it what you called it uh mutant stew yeah it was That's just it was. way too much like more ingredients more ingredients it's like well we're just yeah adding things to for the sake of adding them then yeah yeah which is sad after it's like the transformer really treatment good, you know uh, yeah just throw hey there's another bot there's, yeah, there's bot. a dino bot why yeah, not they're on for five minutes and yeah. they serve absolutely no purpose but one of the biggest disappointments from that movie was the fact that you had some really good talent in that movie. Cool. You had great actors and actresses playing parts that were just written so poorly. And um, the director, the, it was directed so poorly, Singer. which is surprising. And that's his stuff, yeah. From, from Brian Singer, who's, who did what X-Men 1 and 2, which were awesome. My supervisor at work actually mentioned this. He's like, after X3, they shot themselves in the foot as a franchise, because where can you go from here? You killed half of your cast so to speak oh god yeah and so all you can do henceforth is time traveling movies especially in the past first class was fun but then they do another movie where oh no we're in the future but we travel back to the past to make a happy present day and that yeah. was a uh, day of futures past so it still wasn't bad but it was just kind of like you can it was tell okay you they were just running dry you know you could see that yeah. the tank was on empty and this one again everyone's a teenager in this so you already know who makes it who doesn't there's no like we talked about kind of like star trek there's nothing on the line because you know the characters are primarily you safe. Mean star wars no star trek when we talked about star trek beyond you were talking about how like oh. you know all the main characters you know they're all going to make it so there's no real oh, risk that. there's oh, no oh, gamble sorry. i thought you were i was taking the opposite approach from star wars no when one, everyone died when you know that everyone's gonna die yeah so but this yeah one, no, you know, i totally get that yeah you're like oh that's beast clearly he's safe oh that cyclops clearly he's safe until yeah the happenings yeah, of Yeah, they, uh, they screwed that one stand. up. They yeah. screwed the pooch uh, back in number three. I mean, that was probably the For, worst of them, and it, in well, my clearly opinion. clearly was, yeah, but I agree. But they constantly were trying to stay within the same storyline, and they shouldn't have. They should have... And, and here's why I think they did, is because they wanted so bad to keep uh, the same Wolverine. They right. He was so popular. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, was so popular that they did not want to put another person as Wolverine because nobody could live up to him. But it's like the sin and of omission so, that way. Yeah, it's and so they literally designed a time traveling story around it. It just doesn't it didn't work. It didn't make work. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Didn't work. Therefore, I uh, agree. So anyway, that's okay. I still love you. Are you ready to move on? Is there any other big glaring yeah. disappointments that you want well, to discuss? What, the one here. So I recently saw La La Land, and I'm okay with musicals. I'm not really like a, a musical type person. I've never craved one, but I understand why you went and saw one. Well, Is, there was there a girl involved. There was. Be honest. So I. 
it gets incredible reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. You just don't see it, huh? And I was like, you know what? This has got to be pretty good. Um, there's some musicals that I liked. I like the whole the Rent musical. Okay. I like anything fair. by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Those musicals are always great. Hilarious. Um, I absolutely hated uh, uh, Le, Le Miserables. Le Miserables. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely hated that one because there wasn't a single word of spoken there wasn't a single spoken word. There was it was just all music. Anyway, so I thought I'd really like La La Land. And I didn't. I liked some of it in some ways. I just wanted to throw that out there as a disappointment, my final disappointment of the year. Because when you go in to a ninety four percent movie on Rotten Tomatoes and you come out going, Yeah, really I just I didn't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just not sensitive enough. I don't know. Who knows? But I just didn't get it. That's cool. Thank you for offering that up. Now, some of the bigger disappointments out there on a consensus basis, but we're not going to speak to them because we haven't personally experienced them. But, I mean, some of them, you who may be listening might go, well, what about Warcraft? Or what about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Independence Day, the resurgence. Independence Day, resurgence. Or what about this video game like Mafia 3 or uh, No Man's Sky, which is clearly a huge critical consensus disappointment. But we didn't experience we didn't those em. things. We didn't play them. We didn't see them. So I can't speak to them. But... If uh, you find yourself disagreeing because of something else, hey, right on. Yeah. I'm just, you know, we can only speak from personal experience. I want to throw some disappointments out there for video games. Okay. While while I can. Mm-hmm. Number one disappointment, ReCore. Oh, ReCore was crap. Yeah. I could it not should be called handle that. Yeah. It was ReCrap. We talked about that in a previous installment too. Uh, you can listen to that for reasons, more reasons as to why. But at the core, ha, at the, <laughs> in, damn it. I punned myself, um, but in essence, it's just like a glorified 360 arcade game. Yeah, it it, so it seems so last generation. Yeah, and even as a last generation game, it would have been middle of the road. Yeah, and to put it on the Xbox One from a, a developer who has a really good background. Yeah, with like Mega Man, and ugh, it was such a disappointment. For sure, I'm. I only spent like five minutes playing it over at your place, and that was enough for me to just. And I didn't really know much about it. I mean, it pulled down some sevens out there in review land to me. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't see why. That's it not was a the same thing game. over and over again. No, it's a fail it was of a game. This wide open world with nothing to it, and it was just everything's stupid. just color schemed differently. That's like the only thing that denotes difference. And then just faceless, countless enemies popping out of the sand and stuff. It, and was, it was dumb. It was dash, it was, dash, shoot, dash, dash. It was shoot. nothing creative. And well, here's actually the thing. I think the concept is creative that you, the concept that you got out of the original trailer, how cool was that? The trailer was the best part of the game. Because she was, uh, the the main character had this dog and anyone with a dog is is going to say, oh, like I really like any game with a dog. Like I loved Fable 2 because there is a dog. Right. Uh, and in this case, the fact that you can, well, what the trailer showed was that you can take the core, that like spirit of your dog and put it into a different robot. Yep. And then- I was like, that's a cool idea. That idea did not flesh out at all in the same way as one would expect in that game. Uh, And that was really a disappointment. Any more games? I've got a couple more. I don't know if you... Yeah, shoot. I just, nothing's coming to mind for me right now. You and I bought Battleborn for 10 bucks. Remember that? Yeah, but I haven't played it. I literally have not played it. I couldn't, I, I tried. I just didn't hit me. I could not understand. So is that why, why it might have been only ten bucks? It's very po- is that why Battleborn lost hugely I know. or bigly, as some would say, to uh to Overwatch? Yes, that's why. Also, a couple of 
I want to say honorable mentions for most disappointing game, Quantum Break, which I know it got decent reviews and people, it, it, the, it was very innovative. The graphics were great. Gameplay was okay. Overall, it just didn't grab me. Sure. I don't know why. And then Mirror's Edge was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Anytime you see a game pretty much fall half price by like the second month of release. Yeah. Tells you that it's just not necessarily a bad game, but just never reached expectations. Fell short of them, to yeah. say the least. Well, especially after such a strong cult classic as the first one. Oh, absolutely. One. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good contributions. And as far as TV goes, just revisiting like we were just thrown out, Walking Dead was a big disappointment. But other than that, I can't think of anything. There wasn't many. Um, Granted, I've stayed pretty selective in my yeah. my viewing. Yeah. Um, but as far as everything else that I'm used to watching or watch for the first time, I'm. it was a very positive year for TV for me. And we'll get into some of our best of a little later. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any other disappointments besides... One of the really only the other ones I can treatment. think of is Legends of Tomorrow, and I mentioned that in a previous podcast. I didn't even that one was that. crap. It was crap. Yeah. And then also, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and one of my disappointments was there's no Doctor Who. Is there was no Doctor Who for sure in 2016? Like again, as, the sin of omission. As silly as that is. No, I completely uh, understand. I, it just there's nothing for over a year, and that's silly. So anyway, that was a disappointment. All right, breath of fresh air coming in now as we talk about breath some of wild air. Fresh air. Uh, it almost was there. Yeah, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some thumb uppings and Ew, talk about sp- specifically. <laughs> uh, let's go into the biggest surprise. Like out of anything, what caught you off guard the most? Like, whoa, where did this come from? This was awesome in the year of 2016. I would like to start with a movie that really caught me off guard. Can I say which one I think you're gonna say? What? Are you gonna say Deadpool? No, actually, I expected. Oh, damn that it, to that be was good. mine. I, I did expect that to be good. I think it caught everyone by surprise to how good it was, though. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, I agree. But to me, I want to save this category for something like I had no hype about and just kind of came out of okay. nowhere. Because Deadpool was getting hyped. It was getting hyped, yes. For sure. I remember back in like November, like seeing like some of the TV spots or internet spots, like, God, I can't wait for that. I was like, that's one of those ones I was circling my calendar okay, for. Yeah, you can't yeah. circle a calendar for a surprise. That's true. You know what I mean? Good point. Um, for me, uh, the movie... Uh, nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I, I, I never saw it. Dude, it was really a funny movie. I And I'm, you know, me, I'm a little more critical than your average movie viewer. I really liked this movie. Uh, I first saw it on a plane with my sister and it was really good. It's always a little uncomfortable when there's a nude scene and you're with a female family member. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you recognize it as your sister. Right. Yeah. I was and like, you're like, I you didn't were know Misty you were Mountains in, this... in that movie? Uh, Misty Mountains. Something like that. At the beginning, there's, it's all about this girl who went and did porn and, uh, the cover up and it was really funny and it was huh. it wasn't like slapstick you know fart joke humor it was just a thinking man's humor and I forget the name of the uh, the director but he's you look at his filmography and you're like oh this guy's legit and Russell mm-hmm. Crowe was a great old salty guy the scene was great the um, the feeling of you're in uh, cocaine slash disco seventies Hollywood totally recreated it's almost boogie nights ish it almost yeah. had that vibe I would totally recommend it uh, that was a big surprise for me. And while I've got the uh, the momentum here, another big surprise, and I'm just going back to movies, not specifically. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Book. I didn't even know that was like honestly made. I found out after the fact it was released. It was pretty good, and right? it ruled at the box office for a while. Yeah. It pulled down big money. God, Disney had such a monster year with just everything and all their acquisitions. Well, yeah. But I mean, I, when you get Star Wars, yeah, it, you have yeah. a pretty good year. Uh, and when I finally saw it, I, I, it came out on Netflix by the time I saw it, and I was like, this is really good. I really enjoyed it, and it kind of took me by surprise. It's it, the best it adaptation was. I've seen. It was good. Um, 
once again, when you have really high expectations based off of really good reviews, yeah, I went in thinking this is going to be good, and it it wasn't as good as I had thought it would be based on the reviews. Fair. But needless to say, I would still put it in a category of some of the really best movies that I saw for sure this year. Cool. Speaking of kids' movies, Zootopia was really good. Oh, you finally got around to seeing it, huh? Oh, yeah, I saw that a while ago. I think was... you. I think last time I told you I saw that, you said the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so last time you told me I said the same thing? Yep. Just like right now? Just like that. Weird. Memory is a hard thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. God, God, I feel like we're licking Disney's balls really hard, but <laughs> it's kind of hard not to with just such a huge umbrella that they have now. I mean, yeah, they're the probably the biggest movie and entertainment company out there. Well, yeah, and then think of all the licensings comes yep. from the movies, and yeah, they are they are they're umbrella core. Oh, yeah. um, I really like that movie too. Uh, it wasn't so much a surprise for me though. I expected to like it, and yeah. I knew about it ahead of time primarily because you know my daughter was like, "Oh, I want to see this," and she are, and her friends were talking about it ahead of time, so I knew going into it. This one didn't sneak up on me, but it was still a very pleasant movie. Surprising. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to predict one of your surprises, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. I haven't looked uh, anywhere. I'm willing, and I didn't get to play this. Uh, never got around to it, but I'm willing to bet over. Excuse me. Firewatch took you by surprise. Just how deep of a game and how cool this little indie game is. It. Uh, yes. No. It did in a different way. I'd say it's not one of my. It's not my. I think my biggest surprise in gaming was Inside. Oh sure. Uh, that was that one was one where I really I kept hearing good things about it, and kind of thought to myself this is not the kind of game that i normally would like to play right and then gave it a chance and really did like it and it's very beautiful and artistic at the same time of just being weird and fun Mm -hmm. um so i think inside takes the cake for me for biggest surprise i will say though uh that firewatch was a good game and there were certain surprises within it on just sort of how the story uh played out and and you don't usually get this um such a simple story yeah between two characters one of which you never even see it's just you're just speaking to this woman over the radio but the whole story the way it played out was really good disappointing ending ending in my opinion sure. but otherwise it was it was that was a really good one Amen. so since we're on games do you have any really good games that's Took me by surprise. No, everything that I've played, and granted, I've been, again, really limited on my gameplay this year, especially because I only got my Xbox One in, what, October? Yeah, but you're over here playing them all the time, and then... so I, And I understand, but I think by the time you've got a game, I've already heard about it, I've already read about it, sure. I've already like kind of dipped my toes in the review pool, so to speak. So as far as anything that caught me by surprise, as far as just how good of a game it was to me, no, I expected Overwatch to be good. I just pointed to Overwatch in case you're wondering why. Because uh, I Overwatch, I think, we all expected Overwatch to be good. But Overwatch surprised me at just how good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but when's like, the last I knew time it was Blizzard going put out to... crap? Even if it's not your he, But game? here's the thing. I don't even remember the last time I played a Blizzard game. Because Blizzard puts out good stuff, but it's always on computer. For the most um, part, yeah. and so and I And I'm not a PC gamer. So the fact that they jump into this um, different style of multiplayer shooter that really is almost defining its own genre now. The hero shooter. The hero shooter, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's impressive to me. I think So I think Overwatch is one of my biggest surprises as well. Cool. 
Any other good games though that you played that you want to just mention? Well, I think are we, we going save that for? Okay, we're talking just surprises. Yes. Got yeah. it. And kind of going multi-format here. I will tell you, and I know you haven't seen this movie because I think everyone I mentioned to is like, I never even heard of that. But it's got like legitimate A-list Hollywood actors, actresses in it. Check out a movie called The Lobster. That movie. Oh, you mentioned that before. Came out of nowhere, and it was. It reminded me a lot of just how how indie feeling and how just original feeling. One of my favorite movies with Colin Farrell was in like back in like 2010 or nine. Remember In Bruges? Yeah. It had a similar feel, a very dark humor. I liked him. Totally Bruges. abstract concept in this movie. Uh, really, just John C. Riley was in it, and he was hilarious. And I don't want to spoil anything, but basically, it's like this colony or this island. I forget exactly the setting of uh, people who have exited relationships for whatever reason. And then they sign this agreement. They have 45 days to find a mate or they get turned into an animal of their choice, right? What? Weird, right? And Colin Farrell, he chooses a lobster. His brother's a dog. And Rachel Weisz, or Rachel Wise, you know her, mm-hmm. uh, made famous by the Mummy movies. Awesome. Um, hey, so good. you got to start somewhere. But she's an accomplished actress. She, she's legit. Um, yeah, her character was hilarious. John C. Riley was awesome. So it was a comedy. It was a weird, like, dramedy it had comedic moments, very dark humor, very weird. It's just such a bizarre movie, and it was so original. I was just like, wow, this isn't some crappy remake or adaptation or a reimagining or a fifth sequel or something like you know Hollywood's bombarded uh-huh. with, and that's why this is one of these indie-style movies because I don't think it would be a big box office movie, so they didn't that's put weird. a lot of money into it, obviously. Well, how do you sell that? How do you sell a story like that? That's just weird. To me, the way I heard about it, I was listening to Chris Hardwick's podcast, uh, The Nerdist, and he had Colin Farrell on, and he was just like, he seemed very genuine about this movie. You know, sometimes people are just there because it's part of their contract they have to promote. He really, and listen, just the way you can hear the guy talking about the movie, like, and he was like, yeah, it's like any other thing I've done before. That's my Colin Farrell <laughs> oh, accent. That's really He good. actually has a really thick burr. He's yeah. hard to understand. But yeah, he just seemed so genuinely enthused about this movie. And I was like, I got to check that out. I went by myself to see it. I just really wanted to see it. In theaters? In theaters, in yeah. Theaters? Okay. And it was really awesome, for sure. Huh. Yeah, so take that. Um. Are there any surprise, good surprise TV shows? Because we did and, before well, we move will, on, we will, didn't talk TV show this, surprises. This might cross the line between also something I would consider one of my favorite TV shows uh-huh. of the the year. But yeah, Stranger Things, yeah, nailed it. Out yeah, of the park. I mean, it was one of those things that if you started watching Stranger Things early before the hype hit, you exactly. were you were blown away. I you was were like, early, this is not at adopter. all what I ever thought this show would be, and it's so much better than I ever thought it would be. And then the internet got a hold of it, and then like and then everybody knows about, it, and then it's already doing like T-shirts at Hot Topic or something right. like that. And then and so then, if you got in before the hype, I agree. That's what yeah. And that's what made it surprising to me. Yep. Yeah. And good you, call. You know, a couple a couple for me that I'm going to just mention because I was just I was just kind of thinking, okay, what what shows were surprises to me? Now there's a couple that are not necessarily 2016 shows that I want to mention. I started The Office. In 2016. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. In yep. like, oh, I'll in lie. like, probably mid 2016. Now, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe around April. I finished it a couple of months ago. All of the seasons, and it was one of those that I never got into before. And I, you know, everybody says, "Oh, The Office, The Office, The Office." Oh, you hear that one a lot. And for sure. It was just one of those. I'm like, yeah, nah, no, no, I'm not going to. And I did previously try to start watching them, and I watched maybe a f- three or four or five episodes years and years ago. And just didn't really get into it. Some for some reason I started it again, totally got into it and absolutely loved it. So 
I just want to throw that out there. That, yeah, retroactively. You know, if you, yeah, if you haven't made seen good the Office, on go in on the year go 2016. Right yeah. on. So let's get a little singular focus now and talk about our best TV season. Mine, yours, and we'll see if we line up. Um, I'm sure we will based off our discussions. Yeah, but I, I want to talk about it and then try to individually narrow it down to just one. And for me, I will just tell you top three. And it's really like... Now, you're the top three you're of your favorites. For me, yeah. Okay. Can I... Uh, Game of Thrones is one of them. Okay. You know me. Are are we not counting Stranger Things? No, we are. I would okay, just then Stranger you. Things would be another one. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And then I'm going to say Westworld. Damn right. Yep. Yeah. I sound like an HBO... Like that's oh, yeah. two thirds HBO. Like sixty six percent of me likes HBO shows, but well, they're they're all them? no, they're all amazing shows. Yeah, um, what all about of you? which I would put. Uh, see, if I had to choose my top, go five. Might, I don't care. No, no, it might be the so. I my top three might be the same, and the reason I say that is only because normally I wouldn't choose Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones I wouldn't say is one of my top three shows. This season though, was like the shit. This season was awesome. And this and, and this season, this most recent season of Game of Thrones, did what Walking Dead is not doing, yeah. which is giving the fans what they want. They'll build up a villain, make you hate him, and then they'll kill him off in the most satisfying way. Or they'll give you an action-packed episode with this major battle scene because who doesn't want to see that? And so they did exactly what the... You know, and Daenerys became even more of a badass than she ever was in that show in this latest season. Because of those yeah, reasons, really I would say arc. I would say those three are also my top. If you had to gold, silver, and bronze them. Uh, Westworld, that's my... That's your number one? S- no, second runner-up. Oh, all right. Well, that's my bronze. Only because... Well, you're to, pulling a Steve Harvey on me here. I thought you were... How about wait until I'm done? Okay. S- Steve <laughs> Harvey. I'm going to Steve Harvey you. I don't know what that means. I'm always smiling gonna... my upper lip, and I have a weird-ass mustache. And I hate people who don't love God. Well, that's uh, not worth talking about. So, Westworld, bronze medal for me. Uh, awesome show. So awesome. Had a, I think the only reason I'm not able to say it's any higher than that, which is still awesome, I'm still confused about some things. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it, there's some really deep psychological complexities going on that sometimes it's just a little above just being able to watch a show and be like, cool, awesome, you know? Right. Um, for you, I know like for when you watch Game of Thrones, keeping track of all the characters is like one of the hard things for you. Like, wait, who's that? Or where's that person been for the last four seasons? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. like that's kind of like my fallback um, for Westworld. There are a lot of characters. Yeah, but I can keep track of those because there's not as many as it, It's a little more corralled, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, sorry, I farted. No pun no, intended. That's not what I, oh, because I said corralled. <laughs> corralled. I, yeah. well, I was like wondering why I wasn't you're laughing. laughing I thought you were laughing. You farted. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you farted, but thanks oh, for calling gonna, it out. You're going to find out in a second here. Oh, you're going to learn today. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Yep. But yeah, just. There it is. And, and, there it is. And then when we were talking <laughs> about the season finale and the first few episodes, just what a great first impression. You know, some shows mm-hmm. aren't good in the first season, you know? And then they get better. Yeah. I remember really not walking or walking. I remember really not liking Breaking Bad in its first season. I was like, well, that's okay. Breaking Bad. But the first season, for instance, compared to the rest. Right. Yeah. yeah. I still, yeah. So, but yeah. But so this, this show just kicked the door down right away. And I'm so excited for what's next. So awesome so job, HBO. Let me, let me jump in yeah. on that same topic. As we're talking about Westworld and how good it is, 
You know what I realized? What? I'm bumping it down to my number four. Okay. It's no longer in my top three. So what takes its spot? Luke Cage. Cool. Yeah, that would be my number four. Okay, because... Luke Cage was great. Because as, you're, as we're talking about all the characters and stuff, it just started reminding me about the things that we... I think we discussed in one of our most recent episodes with the way that things just came together for in Westworld that didn't really make sense. Like... Why would these human beings be okay with all of their coworkers being murdered? Why would they help out the robots that, you know, stuff like that, that sure. bugs me. And so because of those reasons that I'm just reminded of, as we're talking about, I'm moving it down to number four. Luke Cage was number three because it was better than I expected. It fused music so well into the show. The directing was amazing. Uh, the storyline was good. Everything. We obviously went way more into depth on our, a podcast where we dedicate a lot of time to Luke Cage, but just the only thing that I would uh, dissent a little bit on mm-hmm. is just a Hammerhead or the main villain. Mm-hmm. What was his name? No, it wasn't Hammerhead. Uh, you're thinking of Hammer Tech, the suit. Yeah, what was his used. name though? I, I really liked Cottonmouth, but then they killed him to Cottonmouth was escalate. My favorite, uh, yeah. You know, the senator, his cousin. But who is the guy who's like, I am your brother? See, I can't even remember his name. And he, was, I remember we were discussing. He just was kind of cheesy at the end what was his damn name it's like diamondback diamond i knew it was an animal that's the uh, a snake that's in the desert uh like the arizona baseball team anyways right on good call for me mm-hmm. my the shows i enjoyed most above westworld is a coin toss i would say still because i'm just so in to game of thrones it still was the most enjoyable tv sure. season for me this season but stranger things was so right there hey, you're talking about like you know 1A, 1B. I mean, they're both still ones. Uh, The only thing that bugged me about Stranger Things was the length. I wish it would have been more. I want, I genuinely was like, I want more. And then Winona Ryder's over the topness was just a little much for me. That would be, if you asked me, I would not necessarily tell you, this is what bothered me about the scene because nothing bothered me about it. I loved it. But if, if asked why I liked Game of Thrones a little bit more, Stranger Things just had a little, just a little, little things. But I mean, I'm not digging I, for problems. It was such an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And I it don't, just hit those nostalgia buttons right on the head. I agree with you. I think Stranger Things would be my number one, though, because it was a much bigger surprise to me, which sure. made, made the made the feeling of watching something completely unique for the first time. Uh, Give it up for those enjoy, kid actors, enjoyable. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so rad. let's move away from that, because we've been focusing on a lot on those main few. Um, so some other ones that, are worth mentioning? Yeah, just some other Jessica ones. Jessica Jones was badass. Jessica Jones was great. Well, if we're going to talk about Netflix, Daredevil was good. Season two, specifically, as yeah, it was yeah, yeah. in 2016. Yeah, in, in 2016. wasn't as good for me as season one, but it's still enjoyable. And Punisher was rad. Sure. Um, also, I, I could have used more Kingpin. Yeah. Right. And it got a little confusing with the hand and uh, yeah, but he, yeah, and I, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Garner's character, <laughs> Electra. Jennifer Garner. I'm just going back to the movie for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but still very awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to switch a little bit of gears, uh, Rick and Morty was great too. Didn't get around to it. Ah, it's such a good show. It's right it's just unique. It, it is uh, has a cult following. Uh, it absolutely, my, uh, like my workplace, for instance. Yeah. One guy has it as his ringtone, and I always know when that guy's in the building or taking a crap mm-hmm. in the stall next to me because his phone always seems to ring when he's taking a crap. Um, Interesting. Yeah, really. I don't choose it. It's me that's calling him, which is weird. Like, what but, are you doing in there? <laughs> are you my friend? Hey, I tapped twice in your stall. You didn't respond. But could you hand over Craigslist? Square? Yeah. Yes. Uh, another show animated that is not exclusive to just 2016, but continues to be great in 2016, Bob's Burgers. 
Oh yeah, it, it's never my, disappoints, man. Yeah, it's my new favorite. I know South Park's still around. I don't watch Simpsons anymore. I catch Family Guy here and there, but as far as something I still feel I want, like Bob's Burgers is the, is more uniquely clever. Yeah, and it's just a little more charming too. And it's yeah, not, it doesn't have to be gross to be funny. Yep. And it's now and unlike, it's like the Will Smith of TV shows. Yeah, I don't have to kill nobody. In my raps to sell no, records. Will Smith don't need. Will Smith don't have to cuss in his rap to sell records. All right, what other uh, shows did you enjoy in this year, two thousand sixteen? Tell me true. I think that's it. All right, cool. I think we should move away. I think, we, oh, TV. where? Oh, not like from our home here in San Rosa? No. Okay, well, it's not no, my not home, yet. but it's your house and it's my second house. What were some of your favorite movies? Start firing off. What comes to mind for you? Uh, you can, Captain like, America Civil War. That is an absolute favorite movie this year. Yeah, right? I it think was it so was good. one of mine too. I watched it the other day because it's on Netflix now. It is on Netflix. And How bad is, awesome. is that? Yeah. And so High I watched five. it. And it was just—I was just like, man, this was, this was such a good movie. Good movie, yeah. And talk about hype train rolling, big expectations. And they—they when, they, when a ex- third entry in a superhero franchise. Yep. I mean, granted, there's been Avenger movies that, which you know, uh, toe the line as well in between. But this is Captain America's third entry. I mean, it's, it's Captain America's just gotten better. The first one, hey, it's pretty good. All right, good origin story. Like it. I like how they explain where he came from. Red Skull was a good villain. Um, kind of disappointing ending but then the credits at the end or after the the end credit scene when he comes back and luke cage is like hey i need to recruit you i was like all right cool we're going I need to recruit you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one guy <laughs> but yeah and then winter soldier was like wow captain america in the modern era with this whole shield conspiracy in the government and bucky reborn awesome and then this one just I mean, it just... I mean, when you bring on Black Panther... Oh. Yeah. And Spider-Man was awesome as Spider-Man people. was great. Even Ant-Man, as n- nominal as he was, he, he served a purpose. Oh, Everyone, there's that one scene, the airport scene, yeah. that is one of like, the best scenes that's like ever made in movies. my favorite 10 minutes of this year. It was, that was, actually, that was a close to a half-hour battle, dude. That was, oh, really? Was oh, it? yeah. Cool. It was good. Right on. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. So anyway. we're agreed. And yes. You know, it's not like we agree just for the sake of agreeing, because that doesn't always make for exciting discussion, but when it's just so obvious to two geeks there's something to it you know yep, yep. and I, i'd be willing to bet a lot of people would agree with us what else was really good just like your best of rounding out the rest of your best of list i mean uh, deadpool you know, was I, badass too i'd okay. hate to i'd hate to uh just keep on tattooing marvel on my on my arm but dr strange was great yeah um, it wasn't it wasn't i a, thought i thought it was a, it was good for me uh, yeah I, I i would put it probably a little i don't know i liked it a lot because it was just different. And the more I think about that movie, the more I like it. Sure. Um, but, um, you know, if we were to, yeah, and then Deadpool, I love Deadpool. I thought that was great. If we were to get away from there and just kind of take a different path, Arrival was really good. I didn't see that. Arrival. I um, heard it was, I've heard nothing but good this stuff. It gets great reviews, first off. And when you go and see it, it's crazy how that movie is a boring movie. And I don't know how else to say it. It's a boring movie because not much happens, but the way it's written with, and I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything, but ultimately it's about a linguist who is trying to communicate with these aliens that have come down. And every scene in that just progresses the story in a different way. And um, the way that the aliens are communicating is unlike anything that we would think of as language. And so when you figure that out alongside the main character on how they're communicating, yeah. it's just, it's like putting a puzzle together as you're watching the movie. And so 
I think that's one of those things that you don't normally get out of movies because so much a movie is just simply telling you this is the story. But with Arrival, it makes you think and makes you kind of put the puzzle together at the same time as the characters. And I think that's one of the reasons I really liked it. Now, if this is spoiling, so be it, then full effect or full warning in effect. But do we get to see the aliens? Because yeah. Contact, yes. remember, this movie has elements to me is just from what I can... It's not like Contact. Okay, but you understand why I would potentially sure. say that, you know. Um, no, it's... Two really boring chicks in the you, main lead t- trying to talk to aliens. You do see... Awesome. You do see the aliens. That's a, that's a good payoff. It, it, yeah, it's not really... It, I mean, you see it halfway through the movie. It's not uh, a spoiler. Okay, cool. Right on. Yeah, I do intend to see that. Um, another movie that uh, was, I think, really good, and it kind of going back to like a surprise for me, Again, I am going to say uh, uh, The Nice Guys, or Nice sure. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Do check out that movie for sure. I will. Uh, what do we feel about Rogue One? Was it a best of 2016? No. I'm sure a lot so. of our fellow good. geeks would say it. it was. But when people were, like we discussed just in a very recent uh, episode, it wasn't... Some people, like I've heard like from several different people in their own words, oh, it's best since Empire. I'm just like, no. was it? No. No. Uh, it was good, and I don't want to at all make it sound like it wasn't a good movie. No, it was not a best of for But it's me. not a best of. It was of. a good no. of. If we're going to give it, like, honestly, any of the best of, in my opinion, is going to be something that you would give over an 80 to. And 82, I, 82 the number? Over or, an 80 You would give to it that movie. over an 80? Yes. Gotcha. And Because uh, 82 is a very I would, specific number. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to give Rogue One. I don't remember what I gave it before. But I'm kind of hesitant. I think we're both in like a, a 70-ish range. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of hesitant to give it above an 80. Yeah. So. Uh, but you know what? I would hap- If those are the uh, parameters for you and looking at my own perceptions of movie, I would happily give that seal of approval to 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was oh, yeah. a badass movie. That suspenseful. Was. And, you know, I know he's not going to get nominated because a movie like that doesn't get nominated except for maybe some technical stuff. But how good was John Goodman in that he movie? He was so good in that. He was he's creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he was really bothersome. And you know what's funny? That guy... You look at him, he's got an awesome acumen. I mean, coming from, you know, King Ralph and arachnophobia and these cheese ball movies and getting started on Roseanne and now like being capable of doing, you know, Golden Globe and Academy Award winning stuff. Guy's awesome. Oh, he's, yeah. he's very, his range is pretty wide open. He can yeah. do whatever. And do you remember uh, what video game he lent his voice to back in 2011? Was it Call of Duty? No, but you remember Rage? I don't know. That game oh, Rage? Did he? Yeah. He was one of the uh, very first characters you get introduced to as an NPC, and he's huh. like a shopkeep guy, and he hooks you up with weapons, and you come back to him while you're still... I didn't... Re- yeah, that was actually kind of an underrated I, game it, back in the day. Yeah, it was it was narrow in scope, but really good with what it was trying Sorry, to I do. didn't mean to divert us. Any other thing that would make your best of list? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but if we're... If, Deadpool up th- was up there for I, me. I think so, too. As we can agree on that. So... You just brought up video games. I did. Let's move over to video games. And talk about what we enjoyed playing the most I this year. I have a lot. Year. Yeah. So let's just get the, you know, the clear, no duh stuff out Overwatch. there. Overwatch. Overwatch is... No duh. And I'm not just saying that because I read on a website. Uh, no. Because that's what clearly you and I have played the most collectively, yeah. individually. Um, and it is, it's just hands down in my mind, in your mind, the best game of 2016. But that doesn't mean... There weren't other freaking phenomenal games. This was such a good year for games. My personal choice for game of the year, aside from Overwatch, is Skyrim. 
again. <laughs> again, not the remastered edition, just because I still spent the most time this year playing Skyrim. <laughs> really? Up until oh, the, yeah. Up until the point where I got 360 my... Yeah, up until still... I got my one. I'm just playing. Uh, although I did want to try the remaster. There's so many would-haves, too, you know, yeah. uh, this year. Again, we're not going to talk about stuff that we didn't get to experience. I, I spent most of my year playing a Fallout. Sure. Uh, and uh, that was that was a 2015 title. title, but it was a late 2015. So it was. yeah, it makes so sense. It, it, it merges over into, especially with a game like that. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. I will tell you that I was blown away because I had a lot of doubt, and I, from what I remember reading, again, I don't want to base too much on conjecture and hearsay, but uh, how much negativity Battlefield One was being met with, and when it came out, and I finally got my hands on, I was like. This game is amazing, just from a technical point of view. It is the sound, the visuals, um, the storytelling was immense. The uh, the environments, it was just such mm-hmm. a good game. I haven't even played a hundred percent of that game. You know what I mean? I haven't played all the game modes. I haven't um, finished all the side missions. I mean, but it was just such a good game, uh, from what from, I've completed, anyways. Yeah, from the little I played, it was impressive. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, it just gets better. Yeah. And you end up uh, getting attached to some of these characters, and it's a sad game. Just like, like probably it was a sad time for just the world back then, you know. Yep. And it really, it didn't take a side, but it just, it really told some gripping story. There was such beautiful direction in that game. Almost, it had cinematic quality to it, not just to look at times, mm-hmm. but just to the, um, the engagement from player to pl- the characters. You know, well, th- yeah, there's a somehow they they were able to put emotion and loss, yes, behind it when it's you a very were, somber when you game. were you or somebody else would die in that. It was kind of interesting the way that they did that. Yeah, and everything felt so authentic. And mm-hmm. even the multiplayer, it's not just about you know your typical Call of Duty engine run out there and kill and die. Even though that's how a lot of people choose to play, and that's fine. But it's there's some strategy to it. The the multiplayer has uh, a real heart to it, uh, and I really enjoy that. So. Uh, first runner-up for me, Battlefield 1. So I, I'm going to say Overwatch is my favorite. Probably Inside is is next. Mm-hmm. Um, but some other other good ones that I played, and I'm just going to kind of list them off because I feel like they're either... I didn't play the full game enough to say whether or not it was an overall great game. Yeah. Or I played the full game but didn't think it was an amazing experience but still really good and worth mentioning. Um, Dishonored was awesome um, Dishonored 2 uh, Dishonored 2 of course yeah I, I'm, I'm about halfway through that yeah I'm gonna ask to borrow that when you're done um, it's way. taken a while because in between that I'm still playing um, Final Fantasy 15 sure how, how are you liking that some weeks um, later I do I do like it I have to admit I just sent it back to Gamefly mm-hmm. without I, I'm, I'm I probably played five to ten percent of that story and I have no idea if that's an accurate number but i but at the same time, I still put in 10 to 12 hours of that game. Sure. And it just seems so, there's just so much to it. And it's gorgeous. And they do this really good mix of that Japanese uh, video game culture that you get out of, the, out, of the, out of the four main characters and some of the other main characters. Yeah. But that weird juxtaposition between that and then, say, regular city people or the that kind of um you know route 66 style town that you kind of sometimes find yourself in with yeah like, there's a trailer all of a sudden yeah. there's a hot dog cart and and the uh product placement in that game that's weird though i know the cup noodles yeah, that's that weird was, that's weird so but it, they just did this really good way of fusing the japanese culture with what is meant to look like an american culture and it it's just really cool and so that one 
definitely deserves a mention. Uh, I played most of Watch Dogs. Yeah. Surprisingly good, especially after the last one. So that would make your list it would in make, a good way. It would it would make my list in a good way, yeah. I follow um, you. Oh, you and I played a bunch of Titanfall. Yeah. That was a surprisingly good shooter. I, I didn't get to play the single player. The so single player I, was good. It, yeah. It was while while playing with while playing it, it didn't seem that different at the time. But when you kind of recap it in your head, you think there's a lot of unique things that they did with that game that you don't get out of a normal, say, Call of Duty sure. campaign. So that one deserves a mention too. For me, um, I'd say behind Overwatch, behind Battlefield One. I really liked Gears of War 4. Um, you know, I yeah. made no bones about it. I'm a huge gearhead. I'm a Gears of War fan for life. Uh, I will even support it when it's not popular, like when Judgment came out. I still really like Judgment, but that's all right. Another discussion no for judgment. another time. <laughs> no judgment. Nice. It feels like by the time this came around, you know, it's a 10-year-old franchise already. It's the fifth entry, but it very well reinvigorated this without drifting too far away from made it popular, but without resting on its laurels for just essentially for the sake of doing the same mm-hmm. thing over. And I really applaud them. The multiplayer uh, was fresh and it was fun. It had some cool new game modes. Horde uh, is the best one yet. It's very frustrating and you have to level a <laughs> yeah, lot. Um, but the story, while short, it's still good. New characters, old characters. Uh, it was good to see uh, Marcus back. <laughs> I was about to say Dom. You see Dom again? Well, you oh. do at the beginning, the, the epilogue oh, or the well, prologue. Okay. That's not. The, not nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just it's basically the the Spoilers, playable tutorial. Dom dies again. Um, again. So, anyways, really good game. Uh, I I would say that is worth mentioning. You know, to me, was it the best game of the year? No, it wasn't. But if but, we're just mentioning our, ones but some things yeah. I what I spent the, I what I base this off of is how much I spent how much time I spent with the game. Yeah. That and my enjoyment. I'm not obviously going to enjoy something or I'm not going to spend a lot of time with something I don't enjoy. So I think it goes hand in hand. But, you know, you can spend a little bit of time with the game and just like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like Firewatch, you've never picked that up since you played it, right? No. And it was short by comparison, but you yeah. still really enjoyed it because that's what its scope was. Yeah, exactly. Um, another game that I think is worth mentioning as far as just like, wow, that was actually a really, really good game was Doom. Wasn't perfect. Wasn't, yeah. I wouldn't even say it was great, but it was good. It was exactly what they set out to do. And I still just, I could not get into it. And it, it critically, it gets way better than I would ever give it. So if, if we could, uh, and I know we want to talk about our hopefuls of 2017. Yeah. But if we could, let's just real quickly recap some of the movies, video games, and TV shows that we didn't get to see or play I that we kind of wish we did. I will happily go over some of those. In what my are mind. we going to start with? I would say I wish I had played Mafia 3. Yeah, I know. Me too. Because I want to see what it's all about. Because a lot of people are like, this is a great game. And then, but it's like, if you look at just like on... Reviews are mid. It's like six and a half is what I've critically seen. Um, But I've heard really cool things and it's really ambitious, but it just, in some of its gameplay, it's so circular. Just like you feel like you're in the same loop over and over and there's no fast travel. But I'm only hearing about these things. I want to go play that. So that might be something I look for on like the bargain bin shelf, you know, how many ever months from now. Uh, anything else? Let's oh, just uh, if we're gonna stick with video games, I- I'm gonna say Uncharted Four. Yeah, we, uh, well, none so, of us own the PlayStation. Guardian, two PlayStation exclusives, and I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah, and so those are two that I would absolutely have picked up and played if I had the ability. And you know, I'm gonna say just for the sake of um, a game I wish I had played, not probably even owned or mm-hmm. played or even played to own, <clears throat> but I would have liked to check out Dead Rising Four. 
Yeah. I just don't know how much it matters at this point, you know? I mean, how many times can you, this same scenario keep popping up? I mean, if it's good and if it's... I mean, you can say the same thing about any other game that, yeah. you know, uh, if you were to look at Grand Theft Auto, well, how many times could we play characters in a city that can run over people and kill anybody? But at the same time, it's always fun. Sure. <laughs> and from what I uh, was able to see and read, it was a critical reception. I mean, it had a good it critical was, reception. Yeah. It seemed like a... You know, a strong B-grade game everywhere, yeah. but I just never got around to it. You know, for me, I don't have Gamefly, so if I'm going to own a game, I better have a pretty strong feeling. Or you can just get Gamefly. Eh. Nah. It's like owning on a monthly basis. If they would, if they if they were quicker, quicker shipping, the, I and would... That's why, why I canceled them the first time around. Jesus, they're so slow. Yeah. Um. So, uh, movies. Let's go to movies. Okay. What movies... Had I wish I had seen. That you wish you saw. Yeah. I wish I had seen Warcraft just so I can see was it as Me bad too. as everyone said. I, same thing. But goes I think it's because it's because people have said it's as bad that it's maybe dissuaded me a little bit. Sure. Um, I wish I would have seen Ninja Turtles. Me too. Yeah. I, was, I was about to say Assassin's Creed. Assassin's on, Creed as the same. Thing. We were talking about Fazbender earlier. Uh, you know, being so talented but kind of wasted in X Men. I wonder if it's the same thing in this one. Reviews say it is. Yeah, but it's one of those things you look at like just as a Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't want to, you know, use them as the gospel truth, but you know, they're just they basically just post others' opinions and give it a composite score. But oh, if you look at the difference between, you know, critics and users. fans, yeah. But then again, critics and fans were totally divided on Batman for Superman. I'm like, I'm I'm a critic then in that case. What are you yeah. what are you users yeah. smoking? Yeah, yeah. And same thing with Suicide Squad to a lesser extent. It was like twenty two to seventy five. I'm like three-fourths of fans said this was good? Yeah, you're like... Is, this was is, not a is, good movie. It, Don't get it twisted. Is I, it 13-year-olds that are only posting the reviews for yeah. this? Um, another movie I wish I had seen. Every I was at a customer's house uh, for my job the other day, and he just brought it up out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, by the way, did you see this movie? Because he had a bunch of pirated movies, and so when he's getting really fast internet that I'm installing, he's all excited because now he can yeah. pirate his movies faster. It's called Don't Breathe. Did you hear about that? Yeah, that's the it's, one where these kids, kids, young adults... Go try to uh, rob a blind guy. Rob a guy who's blind, and he uh, he's he's uh, he's the guy from Avatar. Avatar, yes, yeah. and he and he was also in a show I think called like Terra Firma or no something. Terra Nova. Like Terra Nova. Yeah. Thank you. Which had some Avatar elements to it, oddly enough. Um, yeah, I have, my brother went and saw that. He's a big kind of like horror psychological uh-huh. movie guy. He said it was really good. This random dude whose house I was at last week mentioned it out of the blue, and again. If you look at it, it scores a pretty high review yeah. uh, against how many, and it seems to stand up with both critics and uh, audience. So I definitely wish I'd seen that. You I will make that, a point to see it. That reminds me of um, a, a movie that I've been hearing a lot about, Green Room. Green Room was supposed to be really good too, and I, I never got that. around to yeah. it. Yeah. And that was one of the last movies with the late now uh, Anton uh, Yelchin, which is sad. Oh. And Patrick Aww. Stewart's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, a couple others. A Kubo and the Two Strings. I wanted to see that. And Finding Dory were a couple of the animated ones I really wanted to see. Another movie, and I don't want to be just an Oscar watch kind of guy, like, oh, it's nominated, so it must be good, and therefore I'm going to go see it. But I've heard really good things about two specific movies, uh, both you know smaller budget, smaller drawing movies, but I've heard really good things about Moonlight, um, and I've watched the trailer, and it looks really compelling. I really don't, don't know what don't it's about. I don't think I've seen anything about that It's movie. basically you know a journey about a young man's life through life. Okay. Um, and it has uh, the guy who played Cottonmouth in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I also oh, want to check out the uh, other Affleck movie, uh, Manchester by the Sea. We just saw a commercial for it a little while ago. I've heard really good things about that. Like, it's a really deep thinker movie. So I wish I had seen those two. 
still try to make a point of it maybe in the year 2017 anything cool. else that's on your uh uh no i you know if we were just to mention some tv shows that i i wish i watched um the new atlanta tv show i've been really to be wanting great. to check that it's not on hulu is it i don't i don't i, I haven't so. seen it pop up so um fargo season two supposed to be good is one that was really yeah. good well so. i never saw the first one i know it has i saw the first season was great and it then has se- martin se- freeman in it yep season yeah. two is supposed to be great too so yeah anyway you know what this is random and I hope you're cool just vibing with me on the scene here. Does that make me sound cool? Yeah. All right, cool. You're a jab turkey. <laughs> um, let's just, first thing that comes to mind, I'll start us off so you have a little time to think of it. Jello. No, the qu- category is not what kind of food can I not properly <laughs> prepare. Uh, the question is, out of all formats that we've covered, okay. as loose as this episode's been, best hero, best villain, they don't have to know each other. I'll start. I think Captain America had an freaking phenomenal year based on just so War. him as a so yeah so if okay. i say best hero across all formats who had the best year as a hero who was your favorite hero this year black panther okay cool good so we're in the same movie um yeah some other people might be like oh jen urso or like or uh uh nathan drake or something like that cool whatever you say okay. just to promote discussion get all the bu- bubbly geeky feelings going best villain i will tell you first thing comes to mind purple man Oh God! Yeah, I enjoyed him the most. He Absolutely, was, he was awesome. Nope. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to think about anything else. Yeah, because that's how good he was. All cool. Right. Just fun little All off right. the top. So now that 2016 has been reviewed by us, what say it you? It can finally end. Yeah. Now, well, now we give approval to this mid-January to finally roll over to the new year. What year is it according to Chinese New Year? Last year was Year of the Monkey, obviously, because we elected. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I want to say it's an ox. Let's go okay, with ox. Okay, sure. Uh, what are we looking forward to in the year 2017? There's obviously a lot. If we look at this year from right now until the end, it's a lot to account for. But let's just talk about some of the things that have us hopeful and that stick out. Um, in the very near future, Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah, I, I want you, it to be like so your, good. Is that, is that your number one? Because you're talking about For the month of January, at least. But what about for all of 2017? No, because I can't say I'm looking forward looking forward to Resident Evil 7 more than Why Red not? Dead Redemption 2, per Why se. Why not? Because I don't know. Well, then, is which one is more, Red, Red, Red Dead or Resident Evil? I will say because we've had longer to wait for a Red Dead title, but we've had longer to wait since a good Resident Evil title. Okay, so that's me? not an answer, though. So which No, one? I know. So jump to your own conclusions. I think I'm looking more forward to... I, I don't know. I would probably say Red Dead Redemption 2 because there's longer wait from okay. here to then. Good, because that is the correct answer. And I, well, to how can you <laughs> objectify an opinion? Yeah, that is the correct answer. You're stupid. Um, but I think for me also, I think there's going to be more dynamic gameplay, more modes of gameplay in a game like Red Dead yeah, Redemption Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely going to be more to it. Yeah. You can sink way more hours into Red Dead yeah. than you can But I'm Resident still Evil. really looking forward to Resident Evil 7. I am too because of the unique way that they're taking that franchise. Exactly. Unique in their own way. It's not necessarily unique in... Because we've had other games that are very similar to Resident Evil, but but not from with the Resident Evil name and Attached in that it, world. Yeah. So. Another thing I'm looking forward to, just kind of bouncing around between um, formats, how good is Defenders hopefully going to be? Oh, the TV I know, show? I know Iron yeah. Fist comes well, out and first. Iron, yeah, I was about to say, and Iron Fist might be really good. Well, the trailers make it look awesome, and they haven't let us down yet, as far as since what Netflix has uh, exclusive property of over TV, mm-hmm. and you know, as it relates to the Marvels, the Marvel characters. So, yeah, I think they're just going to keep rolling, and then all this combines 
for hopefully what's going to be an awesome little you know get together series and defenders. So that's something we're looking forward to. What else comes to mind? Well, I, there's also uh, if we're just gonna, I know we're jumping around, but you made me think of uh, well, House Legion. of Pain tells us to right Legion. The, oh, the X Men ish X Men ish TV show. I'm on curious. FX. I'm like really curious about. Yeah, we that. talked about that trailer. Um, we haven't seen or I haven't seen or heard anything since. So I yeah, think they're gonna, doing a good job of just letting it be a mystery. That's cool. I mean, if if we can go back to to video games though, please I, do. I, I do want to, especially after we just saw the Nintendo Switch full conference thing, and they had a bunch of trailers. Yeah, it made me really look forward to the new Mario. You asked a perfect and question when we were discussing this. Am I going to have to buy a Switch? Specifically for oh, the, yeah, yeah, the way the Mario... Uh, yeah, the way Mario looked. And then also... And, the, the, and that new trailer by Breath of the Wild. So I've seen gameplay from Breath of the Wild, but it always kind of looked the same because it was always in that open field. And But the... Uh, they were the tra- zooming in a little bit to see like some more intricacies instead of just wide yes. open well, that, field play. But the trailer really shows a lot more. They show all these different worlds kind of like cityscapes almost they right. had those mechanical i can't spider-like creatures. spider-like creatures yeah, or something, something like, like that. that go through the city and um they had some something that they've never really had in a zelda game successfully was real kind of emotion i like how you and said successfully because they've tried emotion they've tried. before but it's but, but it's cartoonishly link, presented link always and i don't know he's still even in this trailer doesn't really show emotion but link is so damn emotionless in almost everything oh stone and face the way that Zelda is sitting there crying in his arms, I think it was Zelda. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it made it look like. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> um, the way that she's crying in his arms, like I, I'm just like, holy crap! This game has way more depth than I thought, and I think that's exactly what the trailer is trying to do. But it made me really want to play it now. Um, and like I mentioned, that Mario game looks awesome. So yeah, it looks it looks fun. So one of the things I'm really looking forward to is the Switch. In a general, successful launch. Let's and, hope for that. Yeah, a successful launch with yeah. successful games to the Switch. I really, as much as I hate having a third system to have to choose from, I do really hope that Nintendo is successful on this and they, they stick around in the video game world. Dude, so, I'm totally with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of more games, um, I'm really looking forward to Sea of Thieves. I'm thinking it's coming out in 2017. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I haven't it made seen such much a about no that, pun intended like, splash at uh, the last uh, E3, and then it's just kind of been mums the word, but it could be good. Yeah. And you know, I know it's way later in the year, but just kind of bouncing around. Episode eight comes out, and it should be awesome. Star- are you pushing on Star Wars now? <laughs> okay. Yeah, is that okay with you? Yeah, we're we're just jumping around. It's gonna be awesome because look at how great seven was. Yeah. And I I highly doubt they're just going to all of a sudden take a dump. Like they're gonna make sure they have all the money in the world to make sure that that money or that movie is just as good as yeah, it, it's not close to episode seven and filming wrapped up a while back you know and it's in post now so now it's just really riding out the clock and making any little tweaks that need to be made to it but it's i think before too long they're gonna announce hey this movie's in the can at this point and it's all done now it's just film festival <laughs> yeah and it's just waiting to be uh, released yeah what do you think about um anything else <laughs> oh that's yeah. a good question well i mean okay let's see what do we have coming up that looks really good Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two looks awesome. Hell yeah! Alien Covenant might redeem the franchise. I'm, well, uh, Logan might redeem the X Men franchise. Well, or, at least for yeah, uh, it's, I, it's, it's the last time we're going to see. Uh, it's the last time we'll see Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine. Yeah, and, it looks awesome. But it, I, I don't know. But I feel like they're going to introduce uh, what's her oh god X twenty three X twenty three, which is like the female new Logan. Or I think she's supposed Wolverine. to be like the little girl in that movie. I at think least. so too. She's That's what I'm the rendition assuming. of her. Yeah. Um, 
I'm curious about Justice League, though I don't think it's going to be any good. Uh, the trailer still doesn't do it for um, me. You know, honestly, any any, I'm looking forward to anything from a comic book. Let's put it that way, like Thor. Ragnarok, Hopefully, DC just has a better year. Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman does I, not. See, I'm curious. I'm still looking for. If we're saying what we're looking forward to, I ain't trying to talk you out of your feelings. Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, um, about Wonder Woman, I'm not trying to talk you out of your feelings. I just know that like, I could I could care less. Chauvinist. Yep. Just, it, dude, <laughs> just kidding. What about the trailer excites you? Go ahead. Wonder Woman. Okay, good point. What <laughs> about the Wonder Woman trailer excites you? Uh, the title character. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Hopefully, we'll get to see more Doctor Strange in that. I think oh, yeah, he's, yeah, uh, he's in that. rumored yeah, or confirmed, what, depending on what you read, but he should be in that. Obviously, the end credit at uh, Doctor Strange would suggest that they're going to collaborate. How about John Wick 2? Not going to oh be a, a blockbuster. I'm, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yes, John Wick 2. I, I, I loved John Wick 1 and... John Wick 2, I'm really hoping, just has at least that same feeling yeah. that you get out of the first one. That same, like, that the story is simple, but the action is amazing. And For sure. And the character is just awesome. Yeah, good good cinematography in a yeah. film like that. And this goes without saying because it's been yearly since 2011, so it's not something that just comes out in the year 2017, but second to last season of Game of Thrones, shortened season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the seven episodes? or Yeah, I think eight, seven, and seven then eight? they're doing 15 left. I think they're breaking it down between oh, seven and okay. eight. We'll see more from Westworld, even though that'll be like more in the later part of fall. Do you really think uh, that we're going to see that in next year? or Westworld? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe so. I think it's going to be a yearly show from okay. here on out till now until completion. I always uh, wonder about those HBO things because sometimes they can kind of do whatever they want there. I'm hoping that they have a winning format that makes them want to do it yearly. What about Power Rangers? Me. No? I have no interest. I'll Less see. interest than Wonder Woman. I, I'm, once again, I don't think it's going to be a good movie, but I have such a classic love for Power Rangers that I just, I want to see what they do with it. But it's the same way where when the Ninja Turtle movie came out, the mm. first one, I was like, I know it's going to be bad, but I want to see it still. The nostalgia factor pulls you in. And then just the, what if? Right. What if it's great? But we have the internet almost be, nowadays if? ahead of time to tell us that it is or isn't. But that's not always fair because yeah. there's been totally some some wrongs right. out there. Well, look at Suicide Squad. Yeah. That was a great Can trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible Can I tell movie. you something that a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, I've been seeing a fair amount of uh, commercials for, especially because I watch football on uh, the weekends. Fox is one of the major networks that covers football. So therefore, we get inundated with 24 Legacy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I love 24. Uh, Absolutely love I that show. love it's 24. I don't know about 24 Legacy. And I have no oh, problems see? with the lead changing. It's just like, really? Um, uh, guys, it's going to be alert. hard with the changing. Jack lead. Bauer's dead. Yeah. So why are we just rehashing the same premise? Well, at least in theory. I haven't got to watch to know, but sure. the commercial <clears> makes it look like, oh, he's ex military. Now he's going to save the world in a 24 hour period. Not like that hadn't happened before. Anybody has enough time passed? Yeah. Have we forgot about this? Okay, this feels fresh. Yeah, I don't know. That no, was I me being a, an I exec in the writing room. Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, that's what that was. No, I totally hear you. But with it's hard to once again say no, uh, uh, even if it's a complete change in a franchise. But when you love the the original part of the franchise, it's hard to say no. To, well, see, to me, to, to try at Jack least Bauer what they're was trying. Twenty four. Oh, he yeah. absolutely was. I yeah. know, but. I'm not sure about Kiefer Sutherland, but Jack Bauer was 24. <laughs> That's going to be about all we have. We didn't want to sound rehearsed and automated. We wanted this to be off the dome, a real off look the back. Dome. A real look back at the year that was, the first year that we started podcasting. First of many, I hope, and to look forward to what we are um, really anxious for 
in 2017. There's going to be some surprises along the way too. So always stay on your feet and stay stay at the ready with us. Uh, we'll let you know when things are happening. And if you disagree with anything we had to say, or if you're like, what about this? I think that was wrong. Please let us know. And one of the best ways to do that is hit us up on our Twitter. It's at randomfandomwbb. Brandon, tell the good folks about our email and website. Uh, we've got randomfandomcast.com and we do. randomfandomcast at gmail. And you can have those too. Uh, favorite them, bookmark them, save us to your <laughs> contacts, whatever you want to do. I'd be pretty surprised if you bookmarked our website. But I mean, hey, more power to you. That'd be awesome. And to us. And to, actually, it's a, yes, more power to us. It'd be a win-win. It'd be a good shot in the arm for everybody. So let us know what you think. And uh, just thanks for vibing with us here on this kind yeah. of unformatted discussion about uh the year that was and the year that hopefully will be and until next time enjoy your days so okay. brandon i know you love doing lines oh god yeah not of coke but of oh. um well then what are we talking about expressions that we use in the form of uh conclusionary greetings verbal lines verbally. yes yes to express the fact that the end is nigh and the ending is about to record okay so the ending is about to record the recording is about to end uh, anyways it's late oh. it's not but you might be listening to this late so communicate with us connect with us and until you hear from us again thanks for being a fan of our fandom yeah stay geeky <laughs>